It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, the next episode of The Table. It's our monthly mentor coffee chat. I'm excited about today's conversations. Um, but before we jump into the content, let's go ahead and introduce who's in this call. Grant, why do you kick us off? Yes, hello. My name is Grant Norsworthy. I am the founder and content developer, principal instructor for something called More Than Music Mentor. Find out more about that at www.morethanmusicmentor.com. I'm speaking to you from New Zealand. It's good to be with you. That was your radio voice. That was the that was oh, that was a good one. Dot com. Sunday. Sunday. Dot com. <laughs> but no one says www anymore. Why did I do that? I don't know. I'm. You said it. I didn't. I just... Should we start again? No. <laughs> Jason, why don't you go, why don't you go next, Jason? My name is Jason Harris. I am the uh, worship and production pastor up in a church called Browncroft Community Church in Rochester, New York, and it's great to be with you again here. Oh, excited. We have a new a new voice joining our conversation. He was on Woo! a podcast this last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, Tim, Tim, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Again. Right. Awesome. I will not be as cool as Grant. I can promise you that. But, uh, <laughs> my name is Tim Tibbles. I am the uh, creative arts minister at a church called First Church in Owasso, Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa. And uh, I'm just excited to be here. This is good. This is so good. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to have some fun today as we chat through yes, this. Yes, sir. But this who, month, who are you, Jason? Who are you? I, Tell us about I you. I should introduce myself. You know, mm -hmm. this is like number this episode number 60. And I think I've been, I don't know that I've ever actually introduced myself other than my name, but yes, I am Jason. I am Jason uh, Squires, and I run a thing called the Creative Launch, and we do uh, we just help creatives be successful, and that's that's like spending my days and spending my hours uh, c coming up with ways to help uh, creatives have the tools to thrive, and um, it's a it's a fun job. It's a fun because you can do a, when you work with creatives, you can literally do anything. So that, anything. the creative the creative lunch is that what you said? The creative lunch, yes. We like to eat, and uh, the creative <laughs> launch. 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 Oh, launch. Add the A in there. The launch. The creative launch. launch. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> hey, this uh, this week, uh, this month, we're talking about leading your team spiritually, and what that means. And you know, as leaders, we deflect a lot for our teams and kind of uh, to help them. Um, and we say, we can we 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 say this. Uh, Grant doesn't, but we say this uh, that the devil is in the details and. Uh, meaning the devil, the devil likes to work in and in and around uh, the little details. And we've all been in situations where we can feel uh, Satan attacking something that might distract us from Sunday happening. As a leader, how do you maintain focus and make sure that we continue moving forward with leading people in worship? Because I mean, we've talked about it in the past on on in topics uh, and months where it was like, you know, knowing when to pivot on Sunday morning, but like coming from the brain space like distractions happen on Sunday mornings uh, throughout the week and uh, you get in there and things just don't work. And, uh, but, and it's kind of, it can be distracting, but for, for, for you guys, how do you, how do you maintain focus and to make sure that you can continue moving forward with what's happening on Sunday? 
I think the first thing that comes to to my mind is just what's our goal and keep the main thing, the main thing. And knowing that if, if we desire to meet with God, he doesn't need the details. He can work mm. beyond the details. And sometimes when we get stuck in the details, he's actually working through what's going wrong. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, and centering yourself and making sure that you're, you know, you're praying and desiring to say like, Lord, meet us here. I desire to meet with you, getting our heart and our spirit right as a team. Uh, and then to say, you know what, no matter what happens, like I might play in the wrong key. I might play that doesn't keep God from working and doing his thing. And so it's just making sure that, hey, I'm going to keep the main thing, the main thing. I'm going to come worshiping God and I'm going to come inviting people to enter into worship as well. Um, and whatever happens beyond that, like we can prepare and you should prepare um, as much as you can to enter into that space. But it's performative and you never know how the Holy Spirit's going to show up. And sometimes the Holy Spirit can show up in the things that go wrong. Um, and so making sure that you're always, you know, listening and working and keeping the main thing, the main thing, even be when the things go wrong. So not getting sidetracked when you get off click, not getting sidetracked, uh, when the bass players, you know, going all over the fretboard, <laughs> Grant, uh, no, but, uh, are you accusing me of that? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, but just say, Hey, you know, that's all details, but the main thing remains the same yep. and, and our goal and our purpose, especially when you're on the platform or whenever you're leading is to enter into the presence of the Lord. Um, and so no matter where you're at, just keep that as your goal. Amen. Tim Grant, you guys have some thoughts there? Tim, please. I just want to keep listening. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, what I was thinking as you were talking, Jason, right there was how many times do we walk off the platform frustrated, something went wrong or, you know, uh, we played the wrong chord at the wrong time or, uh, you know, didn't put the capo on the right fret, you know, those types of things. And, um, to be met by somebody who says that was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced, mm -hmm. you know, and to talk about how blessed they were. You know, um, you know, our, our goal is always to bless the Lord, but we don't know what the good Lord is going to do with that. Once we, once we bring him, uh, this, 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 you know, offering as a congregation, um, and just to know that the God can take us, if he can take us at our worst and do something with us, mm -hmm. uh, he can take us at our best or our marginal best, even when something, when something wrong happens. So I try to, cause I'm, I'm a little bit of a critical spirit against myself. And, yep. uh, I just try to, I just try to remind myself and my team that our goal here is just to bless the Lord. And if we do that, we, we don't really have to worry about all the other things that try to interfere with that. We already live in a world that's full of distractions. that's trying to distract us from the face of God. Um, and, uh, but, but I'm just reminded there's often times when things, when those things do go wrong, as, as Jason was kind of pointing out that those are the times God does some of his best work. So. I love it. Yeah, in that, as you're talking real quick is don't think that God's impressed when we played all the right notes. Mm. Facts. You know, like, hey, we we played that really well, or the light cues, man, he was spot on. <laughs> Don't think the Lord's impressed with that. Um, the Lord's <laughs> impressed and desires our hearts, you yep. know. And so just think like when you come off because we didn't play the right thing, like, no, the Lord's not impressed with that. Um, so yeah, just thinking about that. What are you thinking, Grant? 
Thank you, guys. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Jason. Good stuff. I have to confess here that I'm not on staff with a church. Uh, so it's maybe a little bit different for me, but I'm often put in a situation where my sort of systems are interfacing with someone else's systems, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, someone else's lack of systems yep. sometimes. <laughs> so I have had to be a very detailed person as I prepare for a service. And I kind of like doing that. And it's, um, yeah, I've just had to be very, very systematic with how I approach things. And I've found that the more systematic and detailed I can be and the more intentional I can be about communicating as I bring my system to interface with someone else, the better it is. But things still go wrong. Hmm. And I have to be okay with that. And this is, this is linked with something that I learned quite a few years ago now. But when I was growing up as a follower of Jesus, I could not tell the difference between the voice of condemnation and the voice of conviction. Mm. They sounded the same to me. Mm. You know, like, yeah, I, they, this, oh, you stupid idiot. You wrecked that. You've ruined it. You know, and, and holding on to that, this sticky, gooey feeling of, oh, I've let the team down, myself down, God down, the church down, you know, whatever. I, you know, that voice of condemnation I've learned is not the same as the voice of conviction. Hmm. And uh, so what I'm trying to say here is I don't believe God speaks to us with a voice of condemnation ever, ever. He does often speak to us with a voice of conviction, which says, hey, that's not right. Learn from it future so the voice and condemnation is all about the past look what you did in the past you failure that's the evil one if we're talking about devils in the details that's where he's that's where he speaks most loudly i think to a lot of us you are a failure you're unlovable you don't deserve god's grace you don't deserve the support of your team or your congregation you know that voice there i've learned to and i you know sometimes I, I crack, I'm sure, but I've learned that that's the voice to be rejected in Jesus' name. Mm. However, I've learned to attune myself to that. Wow, I would like that mistake not to happen again. Mm -hmm. So even on the platform, when something has gone badly wrong, and can I just, this might sound really arrogant, arrogant. They don't tend to go wrong when I'm running the show because <laughs> I'm pretty definite about that. You know, like I, I have worked really hard to, bring my system to a team of people and they they're like whoa so that's important to stay with the click yep. well that's important mm -hmm. to make sure i've got the capo in the right position it's important to check my tuning it's important to stay bass player below the seventh fret you know maybe even the fifth um so so yeah i've learned that if something goes wrong it's gone straight away you know, it's just, it can't affect my outlook, my thinking from that moment on. I learn from it, but it will not bury me. And we can't let it bury us. Just move on. I love the, I love the, the differentiation between conviction and condemnation. That's a, that's something that I think is, uh, I mean, people take like, like walk away with that today. Cause that's like a, that's a big, that's a big statement. And it comes from a, a place as a leader where you go, like telling the difference between those two things. I mean, even, even for me, I mean, raising my girls, the difference between, b between condemnation and conviction in like understanding when you do something wrong versus 
fixing it and moving on. And oh yeah, this and is huge. Just, it's not a Grant Norse of the original. I've got yeah. to say, but it's I mean, how hey, I, would, I mean, it's, it's how it's I was disciple. But you know, yeah. like I, this is, I was raised by parents. God bless them. They did the best they could. But I got a strong sense that when I did what they liked, they loved me more. And when I misbehaved, they loved me less. They didn't mean to communicate that, but that's what I got. And I thought God loved me like that too. Yeah. You know, when you're doing the good things, I'll love you more, Grant. When you're doing bad stuff, I don't love you as much. But that is not the currency of grace. That is not how God loves us. And that relates to how we carry our through, sell through life. So my three sons, they we've got this little repartee thing we do, this little conversation. When they do something really good, hey, dad, I got an A on my test. I say, well done, son. Does that make dad love you more? And they know to say, no, nah, doesn't make you love me more at all. But also in those moments when I've had to discipline them, I might have to say, them, say to them, now, son, does this make mean that dad loves you less? And they know to say, no, dad. There's nothing we can do. Now, some people might disagree with this theologically, but I don't. I don't think there's anything I can do that disqualifies me from being loved by God completely and utterly. And that's, that's the, main, that's the and grace we've got to hold on to. Yep. Yeah. Now, on a Sunday morning, if I wake up and I'm just not feeling it, how do I walk into the room and lead people to Jesus? If because we've all been there, you wake up and it's like your brain is maybe not there, or you're you're focusing on other things, or you know maybe you're battling a head cold and you're not you're not feeling a hundred percent. You know there are obviously the mornings where it's like excited to get to church, but there are just some mornings where you just kind of like feel like oh, and then you walk in and everyone expects you to be the leader and the and you know excited and how do you? How do you guys go about that or um, what's kind of your, um, how would you experience that? How would you handle that? Yeah. So Chase, I, Tim? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> you know, I think um, this is, this is an interesting question for me um, specifically because I, I feel like the role that I've been given um, is not just as a worshiper. Uh, but as a leader. And uh, when I think of it in that context, I, I kind of I kind of put it in the parable of the talents uh, realm where God has given me this thing and there's an expectation from him uh, that 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 I do something uh, with his with his uh, with his property as the as the as the 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 parable would call it. So, when I need motivation, I go to that place. You know, when I, when I'm not feeling well, uh, when maybe my wife and I had a rough morning trying to get out the door, um, when maybe we had a rough evening with one of my teenage kids the night before, um, when maybe I'm dealing with something on the worship team that's heavy, you know, and trying to help somebody through a personal issue. Um, I'm reminded that, that God didn't, God didn't consider me a person that would receive one thing or nothing. He, he gave me something to steward and I get the opportunity to stand on a platform and lead God's people in what would be their collective offering to him yeah. for that day. You know, mm -hmm. and Amen. if I can get into that frame of mind, that just gets me excited, you know? And so, um, 
it's a whole nother thing to try to get your team on that same page. You know, they're bringing all of their issues and their, their, their things to the table with them. Uh, but that's incumbent upon me as a leader now to, to, to figure out, okay, what, what do I got to do to make sure my team is ready to go this morning? And whether that's prayer time with the group, whether it's communion with the group before mm -hmm. we start, whether it's just a simple, you know, Hey guys, I was reading the scripture last night. I want to encourage you with this. Uh, or whether it's just giving them a fist bump before they walk out on the platform, uh, we get to do this thing. And I, and I think when you can get into that perspective, it's hard not to get excited about it. So true. There was a Sunday a, a few uh, months ago that I was particularly feeling this financial crunch in my life and like, how am I going to pay for things? And my, my brain was kind of in this, kind of in that mode, got up on Sunday morning, got in the car, started driving to church, the check engine light came on in my mm -hmm. car. And it's like, my brain automatically went to now this is going to cost more money this is going to be more expensive and this is going to and uh got to church and it was kind of feeling that that like i wasn't there you know mm -hmm. and um i, I went the, down the path that tim you're just talking about reminding yourself of of why you do what you do and then come after church i turned the car on and the check engine light was off and you're like it wasn't even something i had to spend my brain you know f focusing on but like it was just one of those moments of like, just in one more thing. And then it, in all reality, it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm. But Jason, what about you? Yeah, I think going off what Tim was saying, like being a leader and a worship leader, it's a calling, it's a given by God. It's a, an appointment. And remind, reminding yourself that it's not a feeling. Mm. Um, worship is not a feeling. Um, and so it's something that we have been called to and you know, called into mm. in the presence of God and by God. And so just to enter in to worship, no matter how you feel like it, actually yeah. some of the most meaningful times of worship is when you don't feel like it um, because God meets you and you are open and worshiping probably a little differently in those seasons. And I think um, especially like in a team environment, um, it thinking about like, Hey, Moses, when he got tired, had Aaron holding up his arms. And mm -hmm. so don't forget about your team, like be there. Um, and also as long as it's not every Sunday, right. <laughs> but if it's those, I was like, just say, tell your team, like, Hey, like this is what's going on right now. And that honesty and that transparency with your team will go miles and they will rally. And then all of a sudden you will probably feel differently as well because you have the entire team on one page saying hey this is our time to help our leader to help lift him up before the lord and they'll pray for you and you know it'll be amazing um and so i don't think don't feel like you have to put on like oh everything's good and i'm happy all the time um but i think there is just of like hey we don't have to feel ha super happy jump for joy every time we come into worship actually most of us don't live that way um mm. i don't know how people live in new zealand but in new york <laughs> we, that's not our state um and so just saying like hey i just come across with like hey this is where i'm at right now and if you want to even invite your congregation depending on what yep. you're going through like invite them into that with you mm. because that that you know being human and coming before the lord together will even advance your leadership for your team and um, your congregation as well. Yeah. Grant, can I flip the question for you? Or you have a thought there? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you can flip the question, question if you like, but it might leave me not knowing what to say, but I've got something. Go for it. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I mean, just just to point out again, I hope I'm not sounding like a broken record, but I'm not like these, like especially like Tim and Jason, uh, Jason Harris, who are same team, same congregation mm-hmm. most Sundays, I'm guessing. Um, I hope this doesn't sound weird. I, I don't feel like that ever. Like, I yeah. can't, oh no, I can't do this. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm always, well, and it's perhaps not fair for me because it's not the same old, same old every Sunday for me. It's not, oh, the same people, the same church, the same congregation. It's different. And I'm, I'm an extrovert sort of person. I love connecting with people. I love meeting new people. I love working with people. I love doing stuff, but it's not just the people that excite me. It's connection with God. Mm-hmm. There's a connection with God that happens uh, through music that I don't think is possible in any other way, yeah. at, least, at least not for me, maybe yeah. not, for, maybe not for others. And so I'm, I'm invigorated by vertical and horizontal connection. Mm-hmm. And that has so much potential when I'm reaching for a guitar and I've chosen some songs and I've got a team of people to work with. So I guess, I guess I just don't feel like that. Um, but here's a key for me. This vertical and horizontal connection doesn't depend on the guitar and a microphone and mm-hmm. words about God on a screen. Like I've got a sense of God's reality and presence when there's no music involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm imagining things. Maybe I'm weird, but I think God's in this conversation right now, you know, like he's here. He's alive. He's in my chest cavity. And I, I think I'm also always thinking of something that um, a dead guy called uh, Ozil Chambers teaches in an, in an old devotional called uh, My Utmost for His Highest. Mm. I'm going to paraphrase here. But he says, if the ministry work you're doing is wearing you out, you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> it's actually not God's work. It's a human work. If you're alive in it, that's God. But if you're finding it a drudgery, please stop. That's my paraphrase. I don't, I don't feel like that about this. I feel like I'm woven into the fabric of, of deeper and more meaningful connection with God and with other humans. That's amazing, Grant. No, I, that's, that, I love that. I love that. Um, I love that you, I love that actually, because I, I understand that feeling and I understand you answered my flipped question, so I appreciate that without even having to ask the question. It's a good job. Uh, so another question for you guys. Um, and this, I mean, this is probably more for Tim and Jason with uh, with being uh, at one place. Uh, but there's a lot of our job is repetitive. Mm. And uh, meaning uh, every, like every Sunday we finish and then the next Sunday is coming. And I was actually in a conversation um, this last week with a worship leader friend of mine who is looking at stepping out of ministry because of the repetitive nature is actually exhausting. And um, he's, he's like, every Sunday, it's another Sunday, and then another Sunday, and then another Sunday. And it never, and not that he's not, not that you're not accomplishing anything, but it can feel like uh, it, the task list just become kind of never ends. And like you finish a set list and build another one, and you finish this and then you build another one. How do you guys maintain kind of a fresh perspective um, as you, uh, as you, um, you not just complete, not just completing a task list, but as uh, you maintain a fresh perspective as a leader in in that kind of list building and repetitive world? 
I'll let Jason go first on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, so if you can help me out on this, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I, I thought thinking of a couple of different things. Um, first is to always be growing and working on something. Yeah. And so that's the first thing I'd say is like, what are you working on? What are you growing and how are like, is it a new chord formation or is it talking in front of the congregation? Like whatever it might be, like, what are your goals and what are you stretching and growing in as a leader uh, or as a musician? Um, and then I think, so I'd start there. Then I'd say, always be helping others grow. Um, and so when you're always helping others grow, that keeps the focus not on yourself, but it's on helping and shepherding yep. and, and stewarding and leading the resources and the people that God's given you. Um, and that's always exciting because then one, in some ways the pressure's off you because your whole job then is to really help others grow before the Lord. Um, and so that also be trying new things. Um, so, and that doesn't always have to be musical. It can also be like, Hey, let's try a different kind of scripture reading or prayer or, you know, what are different ways that we can help the congregation meet with Jesus and don't be afraid of those. Um, and then another one I think would be step off the platform regularly, like get different eyes in like, if the only time one that you're ever worshiping at your church is on the platform, change that. And so, yeah. because you'll see and even connect both with God and your congregation differently. And I would say even better if you're worshiping side by side with them, you know, once a month, once every six weeks, once every two months, whatever that looks like for your church, but don't forget to worship side by side and step off the platform yeah. as well. Cause you'll see different things. You'll, you'll experience different things. And then also don't be afraid to go to other churches, take a Sunday off, um, and go to another church where you can just go into pretty anonymously and experience how another church does it. You might learn yeah. something. Um, and so that's kind of like, and then also overall, I think you should also be worshiping throughout the week. And so yes. I always make it a habit to make sure that I'm worshiping on songs that I don't have to play for Sunday um, throughout the week. Yep. And, and so like, I'll have a block on like a Wednesday. It's like, okay, that block is just worship time where I'm not going to, it's not preparation for Sunday or it's not preparation for an upcoming set. It's just time to worship um, and to, to musically worship and to, to try different things when it's just me and God, just to, to, to express my heart personally without having to go, okay, I'm leading myself before the Lord, not leading the entire congregation and what the lady in the back might think when I say this, or yeah, yeah, they're, they're clapping on this song. So it's like, like take all that away and just meet with the Lord in worship. Um, and so that I would say, make a regular part of your routine each week. Amen. Tim, you have yeah. some thoughts to add to that? Well, let me let me jump a little bit on what, what Jason's saying here, because I think what he's saying is so important. I think oftentimes as worship leaders, we put so much pressure on ourselves um, to give God something from the church that we don't think it can happen without us. Mm. And I think there is a um, there's a real benefit to the to the church, I think to the Lord, to our spirit. When we, when we can step off the platform mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and let that happen, God, God doesn't need us. Uh, he, he, he asks us, um, he wants us, yep. but what I have to give 
could be given by anyone if God chose them over me. And so I think we've got, we got to take the pressure off of ourselves a little bit. Um, and then I would add to it that, uh, if, if you're set planning, building pro presenter, you know, PCO, all of those things, if that's the bulk of your work, um, there's probably a problem that, that you need to find into why that's the bulk of your work. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this last week, but if you're a worship pastor, there's two words, there's two words in that title. And, um, I think when we can be as much of a pastor as we are a worshiper, um, I think, I think it changes the perspective on some things, you know, and there's little things we can do, you know, we can introduce new songs, uh, and those are always fun. You know, we can, uh, we can learn new chords. I am, uh, I am a, uh, I am not a musician by nature. I'm a vocalist by nature. And so, uh, I've, I've had to teach myself out of necessity, how to play guitar. And I'm just now learning how to play C shapes on the guitar. So that's like my thing that I'm doing right now. It's like, how, you know, cause I'm, you know, I learned the whole, like, how do I play everything? Just get a G- capo. Just yeah. I know. Capo. Right. <laughs> hey, jars of clay oh. taught me to play guitar. That's all I have to say. That's so, all- uh, <laughs> so, so from, you know, from that regard, we can always do simple little things like that, but I find, man, I find the best way to keep things from, you know, falling into just monotony is to jump into the lives of the people that we've been called to steward. Cause we're not just stewarding songs, mm-hmm. you know, we're not just stewarding how things look on the stage. Uh, we're stewarding the lives of people and how do we help create within them a sense of worship that goes beyond just music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that everything they give is for the Lord. And, um, and so, you know, th- I think when you can find that life never becomes uh, monotonous. It never, it never becomes tedious because it's always changing. It's always growing a little bit like what Grant was saying a little bit ago, that when we're lives are involved with other people, um, life becomes really fun and really interesting. So that's amazing. Or really bad or really bad or really bad. (laughs) Depends on on what you want. That's amazing. Hey, as we wrap up the podcast today, um, I always, I always end the podcast with a food question. It's just how I do life. And uh, if you're, this is their 60th episode, and uh, it's the 60th time I've asked a food question. So um, as we wrap up today, my question for you today is, and I'll go first while you think about it, is uh, when you and your wife are on a date, what are you eating? Uh, what do you guys do on date night? And if uh, and if your answer is nothing, that's another problem. But if you have, uh, if you guys on date night, my wife and I. Uh, like to go out and find desserts at restaurants. We probably wouldn't have gone to the dessert menu, um, and because it's at the end of a meal, you're like, ah, "Do I want dessert? I'm a little, I'm full from dinner." So we try and go to those restaurants and actually dive into the dessert menus and find uh, find what it is we're missing that we're not ordering when our kids are at the table wanting to share whatever we it is that we ordered. Um, so yeah, what about you guys, Jason? Do you have do you have thoughts on date on on that? How much time do I have during date night? <laughs> um, that is a valid. That is a valid point. That is a, that is a, that is how many kids do you have? When's the like, yeah, exactly. In so, between things, is it coffee? What, yes. what are you? Um, so I would say either some kind of Mediterranean, um, and so which keeps it healthy but very, very Yummy. savory, um, or uh, Mexican. Mm. Good burrito, something like that. A good burrito. I never go wrong with a good burrito. That's what do you, you think about tacos? Like 10 minutes. What do you yeah. think about tacos? Check out the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tim and I talked about tacos for a while. 
it's amazing. Tim, what about you? What are, what are you doing? Um, on so interesting right now, uh, we, we moved up from Texas about, uh, I guess it's been almost six years ago now. And, uh, while we were there, we discovered this incredible Mediterranean restaurant that we loved and, um, and, uh, family uh from the middle east had moved over and they started a restaurant and it was great man like the lamb was so good the saffron rice was incredible and we loved that so since moving back to tulsa which is where we're from we've spent the last few years trying to find <laughs> a mediterranean restaurant that kind of lives up to that standard and so a lot of times right now what we're doing is uh we will we'll go grab uh we'll go grab some coffee and, uh, and then it's like, okay, what, what Mediterranean restaurant are we going to check off the list to see if it matches, uh, our expectations? So that's, that's kind of how it's working right now. That's amazing. If that doesn't work. We go find tacos. So. I, all the things, <laughs> all the things. What about you, Grant? Well, I might be answering this question in a slightly different way, but, uh, what happens is this, we'll go to the restaurant that my wife wants to go to <laughs> and she'll look at the menu yes, and she'll say, I think I know what you want. <laughs> which she might, but it's actually code for, I want half of what I think you want. <laughs> Here's the difference between us and Grant right now. He's willing <laughs> to say what we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll say, well, yes, I would like that meal that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And I'll perfect. give you half of it. And, she, and she's, oh, I want this. And I'm like, well, I'll have half of that. So she orders two meals. <laughs> and I have half of whatever she ordered. And then the same thing might happen with the dessert. I'm going to send this, go. I'm gonna send this podcast to Brooke. Just so you know. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. I would say this if she was yes, sitting sir. here right now. Yes, oh, good. Sir. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, we did one date night once that was a, uh, uh, we went around the mall and we ate at different, at different uh, places around the mall, like different courses at different, uh, different places. And it was, Things that I would never stop at. It was good. Don't Grant. Don't give me that face. Don't no, that I was. Face. I was going to say I have. I at a at a, an American food court in a mall. If you do one circuit, you have a meal of all the free samples they give you. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trip. It's, it's kind of like a trip I've, around. I've done the it world with my. Too, right? I've done it with my children. It's when a I had trip around money. the world. That's yeah, a, you can yeah. go. You can get a slice of pizza from Italy. Three different flavors like, of teriyaki chicken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a win. <laughs> go to Chick Fil A, so that's kind of your exactly American right. food right there. That's right. Uh, you got probably got a taco place. <laughs> that's right. Wow. You guys are awesome. I love the food questions. It's just it's just, it's part of my favorite part of the podcast. One of my favorite parts of the podcast. More than oh, the God hey, questions. It's wow. what? More than the God questions. More than no. I said one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I appreciate that. Nothing. There's there's nothing more true in this world than Grant will always make sure. That that what I'm I the detailed guy. I told you that going in. Make sure that works. So, <laughs> I love it. You guys are awesome. Hey, thanks for hanging out today, and uh, thanks for uh, just kind of going through this and um, looking forward to continuing these conversations. Um, we will see everybody next week.